Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental. Keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Hey there, thanks for joining me. I'm Jenny Cressman and this is a little chat show called Everything Bagels. This show isn't about bagels, of course. It's about anything and everything. It's just me having conversations with interesting people who are doing interesting things. One day, maybe I will interview someone who makes bagels. Who knows? Maybe I'll interview Jesse Cook about the show's theme music, Bogota by Bus. Maybe this time I'll win the lottery and be able to... Uh, well, maybe I'll just get started with the show now. I'm in the studio today with a wonderful guest named Carmen Theobald. Now, I know her as a horsey gal. She has lots of um, interesting activities that center around horses, although not exclusively. And so we're going to start with hearing all about Horse Sense North. How did you get into this, Carmen? Hi, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's a bit of a long story. I'll try my best to shorten it. Um, I grew up in Montreal, actually, so I didn't really have a lot of contact with horses, but I knew that I wanted to get out of the city and experience life that was closer and more connected to nature. So I ended up volunteering on a farm in exchange for room and board. And that's how I got uh, an apprenticeship as a farrier. So I take care uh-huh. of horses' hooves. I don't do that as much anymore. Um, But for the last 15 years, I've been kind of this unofficial foot doctor for horses, um, working with thousands of horses in Ontario. Okay. And and was that based here in Muskoka? Yeah, it was a farm near Rosso that I started out. And um, when I had left Montreal, I had left uh, uh, my education in social services. There Mm -hmm. was some incidents that took place that made it very clear that I really needed a change in, in my life. Um, And I was sad to leave that path behind, but I knew that the kind of nature and horses were calling. And what I found working with horses is that they really brought me back around to myself, learning about myself and of Hmm. course, back to people too, because I was learning so much and healing so much inside of me. And I wanted to become a bridge builder and back to my social services roots so that I could build some bridges for others to have those kinds of transformational learning experiences too. Okay, so you blended the two interests and loves together to create the Horse Sense business, and and you're the founder and director. Is it the only one-of-a-kind sort of thing in in Canada? I'll say yes and no. Okay. There are many kinds of equine therapy or equine-facilitated learning, but I'll say that they all offer different approaches, and some are kind of like distant cousins of each other. So maybe someone has already experienced some kind of equine-facilitated learning or equine-assisted learning, Mm -hmm. but the approach will be very different. So the common theme would be a horse, and maybe there's no riding, like for instance, Horse Sense North, we don't offer riding, Um, but we, we offer some kind of personal growth leadership um, team development trauma recovery with horses. Okay. The the way that we go about that might be very different. So we'll say yes that it is unique and um, that there might be common themes. Okay. And and in the literature that you gave me in advance of our interview, there's one term that jumped out at me: advanced eponiquest instructor. What the heck is that? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) So when I decided that I wanted to do this work, of course, it wasn't just me wanting to pull it out of my own hat. I wanted Mm -hmm. to further my education. And so 
I'm very gratefully exposed to lots of different kinds of equine work like this through my role as a farrier, because I'm going to barns all over Ontario and kind of chatting with all kinds of horses and people Mm -hmm. all the time. And uh, I I decided that the education I wanted for this work was the most important from this woman named Linda Kohanov in Arizona. And she Mm. has a Pona Quest worldwide. Ah. And that is how I became an advanced instructor with her and her program. So I take elements of her program and incorporate it with my own twist because of my background and kind of my own lens. But a lot of the material that I use comes from Linda. And I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful I had the chance to go and study with her directly in Arizona. In Arizona. Wonderful. That would be exciting. Um, And you also have other things that are related to other programs that are international, the herding. Can you tell us a little bit about that? The herding? Yeah. uh, How you look at the different roles of people. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is one of Linda's frameworks that I'm certified to teach. And Mm -hmm. it's the five roles of a master herder. Five roles of a master herder. Okay. I knew there was something about herding. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So this is a leadership model that is really relatable, simple, effective, And yet, uh, not always easy, but Mm -hmm. really worth learning about. I actually just did um, a presentation of this with the YWCA staff yesterday, Ah. and they gave me permission to mention them. Um, So it's just really wonderful to see it in action with teams. I love working with organizations and teams with this model in particular. And then with Linda's permission, I transformed this leadership model into a self-care model. So for Uh self-leadership. So I have a self-guided online course Uh um, that offers that as well as integrating it into the in-person programs with the horses. And I just find that the horses give so much beautiful, uh, so many beautiful opportunities to really discover what it means to actually step into leadership, both for ourselves and others. And this framework can really help us understand that. And you do have some interesting videos and also testimonials on your website. Can you just tell people where to find your website so they can learn a little bit more in depth about some of your programs? Absolutely. So our website is horsesensenorth.com. That's H-O-R-S-E-S-E-N-S-E-N-O-R-T-H.com. And um, I have a testimonial section. We also have Mm -hmm. some videos throughout the page. Probably the one that I want to draw people's attention to the most is um, from our pilot program that we ran Mm -hmm. last fall for first responders. We are really passionate about providing uh, services for those who serve others, first responders, uniform personnel in particular. Uh Um, Actually, the reason I'm sitting here alive today is because of first responders. And that's part of why I left Montreal um, because there was a school shooting that had taken place and ah. it was, uh, it was just time for me to not be in that environment anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's because of the amazing work that the first responders did that day that I am here. So, so you're giving I'm, back I, I want to give back to them with this program. That's right. That's right. So, so you also have used, um, trauma healing as part of various elements in your programs. And one of them is the um, trauma recovery program for first responders, but another one is the post-traumatic growth and um, self-healing from that perspective. Mm. Can you can you talk a little bit more about what you're doing with those programs? Sure. Well, I think there's an element of healing that's incorporated in all the work we do, whether it's online, whether it's in person without horses, mm-hmm. and of course the horse work is the most. Um, so the first responder program really focuses on the self-leadership as well as the trauma recovery piece and kind of mixing the two together, because I think that's a really empowering way 
to, to navigate uh, our own trauma recovery. And then the horses give us those embodied experiences as well. Um, other programs that involve that are, uh, and this is not directly with the horses, but I am certified as a self-defense instructor as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. And having that trauma awareness, being trauma informed, um, and just trying to have that lens, no matter what work I do is very important. So of course, when I am teaching self-defense, whether it's individual sessions or group work, that's a huge part of it. And I think a lot of people who may be wanting to learn about self-defense, mm-hmm. but are a little bit intimidated because of very understandable reasons, this could be a really nice approach where we take it absolutely at someone's own pace with that lens of really understanding our body's responses every step of the way. Well, self-defense is really such an interesting dynamic to teach. I remember being in a course years ago um, and it was a sequential one. It wasn't just one day. And the instructor said, okay, during this week, before we meet again, try to practice some of the self-defense moves that we've been studying. And one woman put up her hand and said, um, should we do that if we think we're going to have to use it on the partner in our house? And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, what people are living with. So she was in the midst of trauma in dealing with a situation like that. So I, self-defense is a really important piece. And the, the whole aspect of trauma informed, can you explain a little bit how that might differ from regular self-defense courses? Absolutely. I think you nailed it, Jenny, when you gave that example. We never know who it is that we might be interacting with, what their history is, and mm-hmm. what they're living through in the present moment. Yeah. Perhaps they are experiencing intimate partner violence or any kind of abuse situations that are occurring in their life. Mm-hmm. And so having that awareness that we don't know that person's story, it's so important to be respectful every step of the way to have a very consent-based approach. I'm not going to just spring an attack on someone. Yeah. Having it slowed down so that we can uh-huh. actually be capable of learning. That's a big piece. Uh-huh. Whether we're currently experiencing trauma or have had trauma in the past, that can change how we're able to absorb information in the moment because our body's responses will shift um, based into that survival mindset. And ah. so slowing it down in a way and teaching it in a way that we can actually integrate without it being overwhelming or hyper stimulating mm-hmm. allows us to really take that information in, in a much healthier way. And yeah. I think that a lot of self-defense instructors can sometimes miss that piece because we, it can be a very active and engaging and, and mm-hmm. even fun activity. Oh yeah. As long as the person who we're teaching and learning with understands that sometimes our nervous system takes over, our body's responses take over. Right. And we have to go at the pace of our body, not our goals. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, you're right. It, it can be fun, too. We ended up breaking a board with our bare hands at the end. One big karate chop, blammo. I broke it in two places at once. <laughs> Had a little bit of stuff going on there, maybe. But so people, if they need to slow down, then they can just go and maybe sit with a horse for a while or something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I will offer these um, seminars and courses off the farm as well, if someone oh, yeah. wants to have okay. me at their gym or something like that. So, but even then I can still take that kind of horse inspired trauma informed lens out, out into the world in different mm-hmm. places. Of course, I love doing it at the farm the most because the horses are supporting from a distance, no matter what. Sure. And sure. some people might be listening and thinking, well, what's, what's the connection between the horsework and self-defense that might seem a little bit, you know, far apart, but to me, they're actually really related because horses and healing offer an empowered form of healing for us. And what is self-care if it's not how to be more who we are, stepping into more who we are? And I think 
self-defense can really help us do that too. Okay, we're going to put a pause there, Carmen, and we're going to slow down the interview for a moment while we take a break for those commercials. And then we'll be right back with more Carmen Theobald talking about Horse Sense North on Everything Bagels. Bye for the moment. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Hello, and welcome back to Everything Bagels with me, Jenny Cressman, talking with the interesting person of the day, Carmen Theobald. She's telling us about Horse Sense North, her business. She's the founder and director of this very intriguing endeavor that is just a little north of Huntsville, close to Burks Falls on the way to Magnetoon. I was up there recently for an open house and I was impressed with the facility. The arena especially is a lovely space. Is that where you would do some of your self-defense courses? Yes, definitely. And I think that as you pointed out earlier, it really offers a a nice environment to be learning, whether it's with the horses or doing self-defense or anything else, because we get that view of the farm. The horses are there supporting from a distance. Um, and of course, my partner, Aquila, he's a chef and caterer and feeds us mostly farm to table ingredients. Yes, and lovely food. Yes, I remember that from the open house. <laughs> so he is involved um, in the business in the background a little bit. Does he also come forward and help with some of the courses? Uh, he mostly does background things, but he does do a lot of the work with the horses. He kind of helps bring them back and forth for programs. And he's mm-hmm. always the one who's the favorite by the end of the day because he is feeding us. Yeah, especially those cookies. Oh, my land. (laughs) So you also have a yurt out there. Do you use the yurt for some of your programs, too? Yes, for sure. The yurt we put up in the fall and it's allowing us to do year round programming. Um, So it's a warm, cozy space that we can then go and be cold with the horses and come back and get warm and eat in a nice warm space. And of course, even in the nice weather, it's just a beautiful environment to do some of the human to human pieces. If we are doing a horse workshop day. Okay, so human to human, but also human to horse. So tell me a little bit more specifically about how the human to horse interaction works, because I think some people are a little bit nervous about such a big animal stepping on their toes or whatever. And that's totally fair. So whether it's a private session or during a workshop, there's always a human to human portion before the horses get involved. Mm. And there's never any riding. Um, just I, I know I said that already, but often people are like, when are we riding? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that there's a lot that we can learn with being on their back and sometimes more. And Hmm. so the way that we learn with the horses in our programs, it's always when they're at liberty. So they have full choice and voice and how they're interacting with us. And that allows for tremendous amount of conversation, relationship to unfold, learning about ourselves with their very authentic responses to us. Hmm. So as we kind of prepare in our human to human portion beforehand, we're also learning tools and Um, skills that we get to then practice with the horses to help us lean into that relationship that we're starting to build with that being who's in front of us. And all of those tools, all those skills are applicable in our day-to-day life with other people. So we can kind of build those bridges together, both to the horse world and then back to our human world with a little bit of horse sense. Okay. Yes. That's the name. It's a good one for sure. And, and the, program that you do, the five roles of self-care based on the herding theory. That's very intriguing as well. Can you explain a little bit more about the five roles? Oh, I'd love to. This is really my favorite piece of the learning that I was able to receive with Linda. And so what Linda did, she wrote a book about this and the five roles of a master herder looks at nomadic pastoralist cultures worldwide throughout time. And she's looking at 
the different qualities that these individuals, these master herders Mm -hmm. embody to be able to move these large groups of herbivores from point A to point B with no fencing, no restraints. And so we can then take that and really apply it to our human lives that are maybe not in those nomadic pastoralist cultures, Mm -hmm. but still, how do we really navigate this masterful leadership, not just with others, but with ourselves? How can we lead ourselves with these five roles? And this is why I wanted to transform it into the self-care version. Uh How can we lead ourselves to wellness, really learning about these five different roles of power and social influence, really, Mm -hmm. but in a way that's for the good of the herd? Okay. So uh, can you identify the five? Is there like a short name for each one? Yeah. So the five roles, and I hope that anyone who's listening wants to learn a little bit more because just hearing the names, they can sound a little ominous sometimes, Okay, but to know that they all have their strengths and challenges Mm -hmm. and they all are important. It's not like I have one role, you have one role. We all have all five within. Mm -hmm. It's just how much are we using them? Are they under-functioning, over-functioning? Maybe we need a little more muscle mass in some Uh to help us get in balance with others. Right. So it's all about finding the balance among the five different aspects. Exactly. So the five roles are the nurturer companion. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the one where we come with heart. The sentinel, that of awareness. The leader, stepping out in front and leading. The dominant, which is pushing from behind or creating space. Hmm. Different. Very often we'll talk about leadership and actually be referring to qualities of the dominant, but they're two distinct separate roles. Hmm. And the fifth role is that of the predator. So creating a final ending, uh, creating an endpoint to something. Different than a boundary, it's more of a conclusion. So having all five of these roles used in fluidity and in balance with each other, not necessarily equal amounts, Hmm. but in a balanced way can really open up a lot of doors and help us get unstuck from different challenges. Yeah. And that the terminology is interesting. Um, In watching some of the videos on your website, I heard the one woman mention predator mode and it's like, oh, that's, that's very intriguing. And (laughs) because you don't think about people as being predatory in a positive way. It's often a term that connotes negativity. Yeah. And I think that's a big difference between being predatory and having Uh, The recognition that we as humans are both predator and prey right? and learning how to create a sense of balance between those two forces within us so that we can actually learn to embody the power of the horse, Mm -hmm. non-predatory power, but still have that kind of lion-hearted courage, if you will. And Mm -hmm. so how do we integrate ourselves to be fully human, to be whole, to fully step into who we're meant to become? Yes. And one of the images that you had on journals or notebooks at the um, open house had that lovely, lovely image of a horse with a lion on its chest, the symbol of the embodiment of the lion heart in the horse. Exactly. Yes. Um, Kim McElroy gives us permission to use this beautiful pastel called Lionheart Mm -hmm. in the work that we do. And we really appreciate having different symbolism and images. And of course, the embodied work, because we can't think our way out of trauma. We can't think our way to healing, whether we're talking about capital T trauma, small T trauma, or just stressors in life. Mm -hmm. It really Mm -hmm. needs to be an embodied approach to our growth and healing path. Yeah. Yeah. And the healing path that you would like to help 
more first responders travel on is that's part of the above and beyond program. Yes. Yes. So we had five years of uh, putting that program together Mm -hmm. with lots of collaboration and advisement from mental health professionals and first responders themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, We have clinical supervision for the program now with Dr. Hmm. Sarah Aharan through the Haven. We also have a partnership with the Haven mental health wellness center for first responders and um, uniform personnel. So we're so grateful to work closely with Dr. Michelle Vincent, who's the founder of the Haven and, um, and to be offering this program uh, a little bit more now. So we're actually running another one, I believe in June. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just look forward to doing many more of these because to me, this is the most important work we could do. And it's a seven week program. So do people come and live on site or find accommodation nearby or just travel back and forth? How does that work logistically? Well, we have a partnership with the Huntsville Comfort Inn. So Ah, they are very generously supporting our programming by offering some different rates for people coming to our Horse Sense North programs. Wonderful. And um, the seven weeks, it's not a whole time at the farm. The, Mm -hmm. The week one, it's four days. Weeks two through six, it's online. So there's the online course Uh, that's integrated as well as some Zoom calls together with the group. And then week seven, they come back to the farm for one day. So this program, if first responders are listening or someone who knows a first responder, even though Mm -hmm. we don't have lots of programs available yet, it really helps to have um, the application submitted that will help us get more funding and also allow us to notify people when programs are available. Okay. And it sounds like they don't really have to quit their day job in order to participate in this program. Just take a little time off here and there. And Exactly. Yeah. And so if anyone's interested, please check out the website. There's that video about the program mm-hmm. where police officers who participated in our pilot are talking about their experiences. And uh, it's it, it could be something really worth watching. I think so. And that again is on your website, horsesensenorth.com. And now we just have like a minute and a half left. I'd like to hear a little bit more about your experiences as a farrier. Do you have a lot of uh, injuries related to that or? Actually, yes, I do. (laughs) I, I have a lot. And I think that's part of what allows me to bring the safety into the horse work mm. that I do with people at the farm, uh-huh. because I have so much experience with the horses. Mm-hmm. I'm able to take my school of hard knocks and <laughs> translate that into the way that I work with our own herd and mm-hmm. really read them. Uh, I believe very clearly so that I'm always able to create a safe environment for people, whether you have no uh-huh. horse experience or Olympic level horse experience there's something that people can, can get. So it's like you're reading the body language of the horse and if the ears are back or twitchy or whatever, then you know the horse is annoyed or things like that, I guess, that you're just paying more close attention to than people who aren't around horses normally would. Yes, and there is more to it than body language. And mm. this is what we learn in the programs. Okay. There's an energetic component of mm. really tuning in to our own intuition and also sensing with more than maybe the five senses we think we can. And that's actually measurable and backed up by science now. And it's really fun to be exploring and playing in that playground um, and practicing that with people who come through. Wonderful. Well, very intriguing. And I'm sure people will be checking out your website and looking for upcoming events and activities. Thank you so much for joining me, Carmen Theobald. Thank you so much, Jenny. All right. Goodbye for now. Everything Bagels. We'll be back again in two weeks. Better practice saying that. Everything Bagels. We'll be here again. Thanks for tuning in to Everything Bagels, a show about anything and everything, airing every other Sunday on 887 The Bay. 
If you missed a show, don't worry. You can find podcasts of all my interviews on two websites, huntersbayradio.com and muskokaunlimited.com. I post links to the shows on Facebook, as well as photos of my guests. Look for the author, Jenny Cressman Page, and follow me around. I'll try to keep you entertained. Everything Bagels with me, Jenny Cressman, will be back again in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy life. Enjoy bagels. Enjoy everything you can. Hasta luego.